0: Next point, don't smoke crap. Oh, those famous words, of course, were uttered by Lawrence Taylor in that classic movie, The Waterboy with Bobby Boucher. Oh, this is Tim. This is Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants, sports talk, and entertainment. We're going to be closing out OBD in a couple, I don't know, maybe maybe at the end of February, maybe the Giants will go on the miracle run and head towards the Super Bowl. I uh, want to talk about the Giants and Eagles playoff history. Uh, I also want to talk about Colin Cowherd and something he did uh, yesterday, or the day before, about Daniel Jones, um, and it kind of just sums up everything that we've said and everything, and uh, just just everything in general. And I want to go through it point by point because I think it's worth discussing. Because I think it's he puts it in a better way than than I could ever put it. And like I said, I am not a big Colin Cowherd fan. I don't like Colin at all. But um, sometimes he comes up with with pearls of wisdom. You know, you're on the radio every day for 30 years. Maybe you do. Sometimes I come up with pearls of wisdom. I've only been doing this for two and a half years. Uh, you know, I I was going back to the Giants-Eagles. I mean, the Giants-Eagles, uh, I think the Eagles have been around since, what, 1933? And they've played the Giants a multitude of times since then, since their inception. And I find it interesting that they've only played four times in the playoffs. And I was thinking about it, and that that's just that's just crazy. Now, the Eagles' overall record for the Giants are, uh, excuse me, during the regular season, 82, so what, 92 to 88 and two? So it's 92, 88 and two. And they've only met four times in the playoffs. I remember the first time they met. That was in 1981. That was the wild card game. That was the Scott Bruner game that I always like to chat about. The, The multitudes of touchdowns, the three touchdowns that Scott Bruner threw, and he only threw for 96 yards. Passing. It was one of those games that they try to grind it out with uh, Rob Carpenter carried the ball 33 times. Number 26 came over from the Houston Oilers. I was at that game. that was the, that was the Miracle 81 season I always talk about in reference to Bruner and Phil Sims and all that. Um, and that was the, my first playoff game. I, was, I hadn't been going to games since at that point since '76. Um, so but that was my first you know taste of the Giants playoffs. And then they didn't meet again to the divisional round back in 2000. And again, that was the miracle Super Bowl run for the Giants. It was two years. Uh, I think Andy Reid, I think it was two years. I think it was two years for Reid. One or two years Andy Reid was the coach. It was the start of his tenure. And the year before he had them at, um, he had only five wins, Andy Reid, the year before. And he, then he turned it around. Yeah, it was year two because he turned it around to 11 and five. because I remember that because he refers to records. Um, and again, that was, the, that was the other miracle run. And it was interesting because I was at the Super Bowl that year in Tampa for the Giants. So now I'm beginning to think maybe it's my fault. But no, in 86, I was at the Super Bowl. So we won in 86. But then after that, you have to go back and you have to look at 2006. That was the wild card game. And that was the one the Eagles won. I hated that game. Actually, I was at that game too. <laughs> I remember that game because you know what? The Eagles were they were under 500 at one point in time in the season. They put in Jeff Garcia and Jeff went on like 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 a run that you've never seen before. And of course they took that game and then the last game was a divisional game back in 2008 where the Eagles beat the Giants 23-11. The Eagles I think they only had 9 wins that season. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was 9 wins. And you know what, it was, one, it was one of those things again, you know, uh, it, it was just one of those games the Giants just were never, no, we're never really in it. But it's interesting that this team, these teams, after this long storied history, and I can think the Eagles have been around, yeah, I believe it's 1933, that they've only played four times. That's crazy. And I've been to two of those games. <laughs> I'm going to be at this, I'm going to be at this one on Saturday. I don't like the fact that it's an eight fifteen start in Philadelphia because that is not the, that is not the uh, place I like to be at night, <laughs> at 8-15 at night in Philadelphia in Giant Gear. But, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about maybe on Friday. I guess we're going to have to talk about Friday. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to go through our predictions. And uh, we'll, we'll do the, put up the score early for this game because so, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I With the channel ending... And it's not like as we're less, the end is near, so I face my final curtain. Um I'll sing I did it my way when I close out the last live stream. I did it my way. Um I just want to do things now that I've I, you know that I that I don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care, I just because, you know, I usually I usually approach every video that way. But I, I just want to do some things now that actually point things out and maybe succinctly put something a little bit better or better than I could. Because I never play anyone else's content or anyone else's um, uh, information. But I, I do find this interesting because Colin Cowherd um, talked about – this was yesterday on The Herd. He talked about Daniel Jones and he talked about Brian Dable and he talked about the situation. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And sometimes when I put things – into perspective, you know. I people call me a hater, and I know a lot of people hate con Cowherd too. But you can't argue with what he says. Now this is four minutes long, and we're going to play the full four minutes, but we're going to stop it, you know, now and then to, to talk. But this this is what this is what he says about how much credit does Dable deserve for Daniel Jones?
1: Let's say your kid's really struggling in school, and so you're like, okay, I'm going to get him the best tutor possible. He's failing, and the tutor. Gets the grade up to a C. A is not realistic. B is overly hopeful. But the tutor, the tutor, you got the best tutor in town. Gets your son to a C to a C plus. You feel pretty good. But let's be realistic. It's not getting you into the Ivy League, okay? So I see all this optimism with Daniel Jones.
0: Now he's he's not wrong. Now, he's going to get into it a little bit more, but Daniel Jones, basically, if you look at what he's done statistically this year, and people forget on the early seasons, early part of the season games, even when the Giants were winning, that Dable was ripping into Jones for making stupid mistakes and doing things he shouldn't have been done. People forget about that. Everyone only remembers when and the revisionistic history as time goes by. Because that, you know, as, as time goes by, as time goes by, just remember this, a kiss is still a kiss, a sigh, it is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply when time goes by. You forget things as time goes by. But, you know, but let's, let's just continue.
1: He got the best tutor to save his career. His career was done. He was awful. With, with an elite left tackle, one of the game's best. With a star running back, one of the league's best with a guy that's going to win offensive coach of the year, a brilliant offensive mind, Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdown passes.
0: Now you can't take that away. He's right. People always say he doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have weapons, but he has other things. He may have average wide receivers, but he does have an elite left tackle. He does have an all pro running back. He does have a quarterback whisperer and Dable. Uh, I, I don't agree a hundred percent with Kafka. Cause I think the, again, as the as the mind's eyes wanders, as distance is put between perspective, it becomes different because there was, there was, I would say week 11 to 14, there was talk from people on Twitter and Instagram and everything else about having Dable take over the play calling, but let's continue.
1: And was behind Davis mills and Taylor Heineke in passing yards per game. By the way, it's not a little thing to have a star running back, a brilliant offensive coach, and a great left tackle. They are missing a number one receiver. They got a bunch of twos and threes. They're okay, but they don't really have a guy, a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson. For the record, most teams
0: don't. But see, that's that's another perspective people miss. He's probably got twos and threes and some force mixed in. And multitudes of teams do not have elite wide receivers. But... Brian Dayball
1: saved a disaster of a career. He was flunking the class. So it's interesting. What did Dayball do with Daniel Jones? He clearly doesn't think he's a dynamic passer. How do I know that? Because what he really did was clean up all of his god-awful mistakes and asked him to run more. If you think somebody's got a great arm... You let him throw 42 times. What he really did is, okay, you're making two mistakes a game. I'm going to cut out the mistakes. I'm going to raise your ceiling. And uh, I'm going to have you run 17 times against the Vikings. That was more than Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley ran like a little
0: more than half that. So in the end. But see, that is a great perspective. Dable even came out and was asked if the Giants have to throw the ball 35 times a game. Can they win? He says, I don't think so. And he's right. He took, he played to the strengths of Daniel Jones. He played to, he understood the fact, and it's the same thing that the other previous regime understood. Daniel Jones is going to look good on plays and he's going to hurt you on others. What you need to do is you need to limit the mistakes and you need to limit the probability that he's going to cause those big mistakes at big moments. And you go with what he does well. And what he does well is short passes and just running the ball. Now, people talk about Justin Fields, about how he had a horrible season, but he had more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones. He had more yardage rushing than Daniel Jones. He just played on a four-win team. There's a difference. Winning, winning makes your statistics look better. So let's continue with Colin here.
1: When I see all this optimism for Daniel Jones, let's not pretend they don't have anything. They have a, the best defensive coordinator, arguably, in the sport, the best new offensive mind in the sport in Brian Dable an elite left tackle a star running back and a great front seven
0: defensively like he doesn't have to win shootouts uh, once again like i said i i i you ha- w- w- how can you disagree with that Because everyone talks about the Giants have nothing. The Giants have nothing. No, he just spelled out repeatedly what the Giants currently have and what Daniel Jones currently has. And he's right. He doesn't have to win shootouts. And when he does have to win a shootout, it doesn't go well.
1: And with that, they had nine close wins and one blowout win. So the margin for the Giants, and I I think you would admit, if they got a number one receiver, next year most Giant fans would be like, that's the missing piece. They're not a team without – they need another corner. They need a star receiver. I'd like to see him go get, like, a top center in the free agent market. But this idea is Brian Dable saved a bust. This was a bust career. And I, and I think Daniel Jones um, – I mean, in, in fact, if you really go – I went and looked at the numbers this morning. It's not like he's consistently good against bad defenses. He was good twice against the Vikings, but once against the Lions, he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good against Seattle's defense. So he's not even
0: at the point that he's consistently excellent against bad defenses. And that's a point people miss. And that's a point that people don't look at. And this is something that I have brought up repeatedly. Daniel Jones, a lot of times plays to his level and he is not, he has not been consistently good at all, all year long, but he did take advantage of a bad vikings defense the 31st ranked defense twice in a row because they had no answer for him but at the end of the day if you look at the defenses that he had played and what he what other quarterbacks who were ahead of him statistically did against those defenses you would see how the pendulum is swinging to average in reference to daniel jones to below average he was really solid against the vikings twice
1: and once against the lions So can you be optimistic? Yes, but we do know something to be true. Every year, seven teams that make the playoffs don't. Two of the teams I would cancel next year, who won the most close games? Giants and Vikings.
0: History tells you you don't win nine close games next year. And I've talked about this before. The Giants have never gone forward, and it's always been – a play. It's always been a defensive stand. It's always been a penalty. It's always been the missing of a penalty. There is there is at least four games you could think of that the Giants probably will lose next year if it falls and breaks that way. The football is shaped the way it is because the ball bounces strange. That makes the game more interesting. That's just the way it is. You never know which way that ball is going to bounce. The problem is Some days it bounces your way. Some days it doesn't. And the Vikings had the most close wins in the league this year. I think it was like seven or something like that. And also comeback wins. And same with the Giants. The Giants have had the most. How many times have we been sitting there with 30 seconds left or 15 seconds left waiting for a last play? You don't get those plays every year. The law of averages says that you will not get those plays repeatedly. And so, I mean, you have to look at it that way. And I've already said this before. If I hope the Giants continue this miracle run because I think they're going to take a step back next year with Daniel Jones or without Daniel Jones because Colin pointed it out right. Wide receiver, center. You need to replace your guards. You need, you need some inside linebackers. I'd like to see a coverage line, outside linebacker with some speed. You need a CB2. You don't know if you're going to be able to sign, resign Julian Love. And you may actually need two wide receivers because you don't know what you're going to do with Darius Slayton. But let's, let's continue with Colin. I would put the Lions in, the Steelers
1: in. There are teams I would, I think if Denver can get like a Sean Payton, I'd put them in. But you know, when I hear all this, this optimism, it's like you do realize at this point, Brian Dable, the tutor, saved failing a class and got him to a C to a C minus. That's what we've got here. There's no way nobody thinks he's Mahomes. You're not going to ace the class.
0: And I think he's better than a C minus. I think he's a C plus Daniel Jones. And I've said this before. I have spoken to someone who get, who's given us information before, who's given us accurate information before, who is, was a former scout in the league for 30 plus years. And actually it's kind of funny. He may come on the last stream um, because it won't matter anymore. But he even said, there's no one in the league right now outside of New York. And maybe the fan base that is clamoring for Daniel Jones that they see that his talent is below average. His talent may be above average, but his ability to perform with that talent is below average and everything has to be perfect for him. And and he told me he's spoken to, you know, people that are still working with teams and the same thing that they just, you know, there's, there's this hype about Daniel Jones in New York, but outside of New York, there's no hype about Daniel Jones. And if you're going to be honest about it and you're going to take a look at it from an honest perspective, that's the what you have to do. That's the way you have to look at it. But as a fan base, you don't want to see this. You don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear the truth. You just want to hear that you have the next Phil Sims. You have the next Eli Manning. You have the next Charlie Conley. You have the next Y A Tittle. Hell, you have the next Kerry Collins. That's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear you have Danny Cannell, Kent Graham, Dave Brown, Scott Bruner. You don't, you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear it's a Jeff Rutledge situation. You don't want to hear any of that. You want to hear he's a what's a Mark Reed <laughs> or Mike Reed. You don't, want, you don't want to hear that. You just want to hear that you are you have the next franchise guy, franchise guy for the next 16 years because we got spoiled with Eli Manning. He's not going Ivy League here.
1: That's not what we're talking about. He saved a dead career. And the save with a great coach, very good defense, star left tackle, star running back, was 15 touchdown passes. If you take the Viking games out, just the two Viking games, the worst defense I saw all year in the league. He threw for under 3,000 yards. <laughs> and 14 touchdown passes. This was a save, a kick save, and a butte, as they say. The A is off the board. The B to B plus is off the board. The student's not getting that. We're we're praying to a B minus right now. We're a C. We're not even a C plus.
0: That's the perfect perspective. You take out out the Viking game. He's thrown for under 3,000 yards. He, he's throwing for like really four 14, 14 touchdowns. People talk about, well, the seven touchdowns, rushing, and this, blah, 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 blah. But to his point, Dable used him to his ability. Dable used him with the understanding that I'm going to run him more. I'm going to eliminate the mistakes. I'm going to play defense, and I'm going to go from there. I, I always talk about the fact that people talk about all the multitudes of, touch, of of comeback wins, all the multitudes. Well, two of those comeback wins, he threw the ball once in the fourth quarter. One game, he didn't throw the ball at all. Think about that for a second. Your quarterback, your star quarterback, your, the guy some people want to give $35 million to, in one game in the fourth quarter, in a comeback, did not throw the ball once in the fourth in the entire fourth quarter. And in two games, he threw the ball one time in the fourth quarter. That tells me you are sitting there telling defenses, we're going to run Daniel Jones, or we're going to run him, we don't care if he gets, I'm not going to say we don't care if he gets hurt, but we're going to run him and you're going to have to stop it and figure it out. And if you stop it and figure it out, it, it's weird because if you go back to the Texans and the bears game, and I've said this before the bears, the bears didn't figure out the play action rollout till the second half. And as soon as they figured it out in the second half, it was a different game. The play action rollout is very simple. Dan Jones play action rollout. You give him the opportunity to either throw to the tight end, which is one option or you already runs. Because what they're doing is they're cutting the field in half, giving him one option to pass, and the second option is to run. And the Texans didn't figure that out until the second half either. And it's been that way for a while, but then defenses started creeping up. Then good defenses started figuring it out. Then good defenses figured out you put a spy on Daniel Jones, and his rushing totals dropped exponentially. And again, it's not a knock against Daniel Jones, and I hope he continues his career. I hope he continues this miracle run. I hope he beats the Eagles. But when you look at a star quarterback, you look at a quarterback that you want to lead this team for the next ten years. Can you really say that it's Daniel Jones? Can you really sit there and say hey, this is my guy? This is going to be the guy that's going to lead us because statistically it doesn't prove he's worth thirty five million. It doesn't statistically it proves he's worth maybe eleven to fifteen? And we've already overpaid for Leonard Williams. We saw how that fiasco went, and I've talked about it before. In multitudes of sports, there's been a moment where a player has a good postseason, he gets paid off that postseason, then he never performs to that level again. Shane Spencer, Jerome James. You know, those are just two guys off the top of my head that have those moments, have those career moments. But a career, a moment does not define an entire career you need to have consistency through your career. And to what Colin pointed out, Daniel Jones has been anything but consistent. And Dable understands what he has. And Dable is playing to what he has. And I agree. He's taken a bust of a draft pick that was probably an F and moved him to a C. Well, he said C minus. I'm going to give him a C, C plus. And it's nothing against Daniel Jones. No one's being mean to Daniel Jones. No No one's bashing Daniel Jones. It's just... If you look at it from an outside, honest perspective and take your fandom away, that's what you think. That's what you see. But the problem is a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people just want to be rah, 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 which is fine as well. But I'm going to tell you the people that are all rah, rah, rah. Don't sit there and put down the fans that are looking at this analytically, are looking at this from the perspective of, you know, what – Football is not just. A, I've said it before. The head coach looks at a season. The general manager looks at ten years down the road. That's his job, and his job is to figure out if they want to keep Daniel Jones. If this, if this can, if this can repeat itself. But again, do you really want to repeat yourself? While you're fifteen, when you have fifteen wins, excuse me, fifteen touchdowns and three thousand yards, do you really want to have that be a thirty million dollar quarterback? Is that really going to put you over the hump? Time will tell. If he wins on Sunday, and again, I think Sunday is going to have to be a team win. If he wins on Sunday, you know, you have to look, you have to look at the perspective. But again, you have to look at the perspective that it's a playoff. It's a short series. It's when you enter the playoff, everyone is oh and oh and oh. 0. zero wins, zero losses. That first week of the playoffs. So you have to just be look at the mind's eye. Sometimes the mind wanders. Sometimes the eye wanders. And I love it because when you see Lamar Jackson available, you see Derek Carr. I see a lot of people that are so much in love with Daniel Jones get excited that maybe they can get Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr. That should tell you something right off the bat. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, the, the, this is, this is kind of going to be what the new podcast is going to be like. What's well, not a new podcast. The podcast, uh, giant straight talk has been out for two years. It's basically just a show, but in a podcast format. Uh, so what we're going to do is, and I've talked about this before, we're going to take the podcast and we're going to continue it, but we may just do the podcast once a week, once every other week. It won't really, there will be no consistency reference to doing it daily. Uh, there'll be much longer episodes much longer podcast which i think will be a lot of fun we'll get to talk more about things that we see i'll give out more little perspectives um we're gonna have some guests on some things uh for those that do not know the obb channel is we're we're working on a, a resolution in reference to what we're gonna do with the channel because i don't technically 100% own the channel anymore um so we're working on a re- we're working on a resolution with the people that um that are, that I'm doing the New York, the new show, you know, get off my lawn, no get off my lawn. Well, but get off on lawn's a new show too. But doing the new show, return to Gotham, New York Giants, uh, New York Giants, it's return to Gotham, New York sports talk. I probably should get the name right. Uh, they're going to be running the OBB channel. So what we're trying to do is I'm trying to have them just for, for, you know, for this season and for a little, you know, for, for, I should say, going into the off season, uh, just taking the podcast and putting it on the channel. So I think we, if if everything works out prospectively, the channel will still be there. It'll just be under New York Giants Straight Talk. So don't unsubscribe, um, and then you can still leave comments and things. But I think that's the direction that they're going. And like I said, that there are going to be a lot more fun shows. They're going to be longer shows. I'm going to probably have some call-in guests and stuff like that. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you hang out. Going to be in Philadelphia, like I said, on Saturday, hoping the Giants continue this this crusade into the Super Bowl. Good luck to Daniel Jones. Good luck to everyone else. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, you can like, you subscribe, if you ring that bell, you are with us. That'd be awesome.